Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to Inspired by Cass, a podcast dedicated to helping you become your most authentic self. I'm your host, Cass, a spiritual teacher, Reiki healer, and intuitive badass. I'll be bringing you interviews, meditations, and solo episodes, all in the hopes of awakening your soul to its highest potential. So come on this journey with me as we navigate modern spirituality. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inspired by Cass. I have an incredible interview for you today. Okay, like sit back and relax, get your notepad and pen ready because there is so much juicy information in this interview. So I am in, in I am interviewing the incredible Andrea. Uh, Andrea had me on her podcast a couple of months ago and it was an epic conversation. I highly recommend you go check that out. She is on the, um, the Awakened Millennial podcast. And in the interview that you'll be listening to today, I took Andrea through, we spoke about our spiritual awakenings, obviously just, yeah, her spiritual awakening, how hers definitely resembled my own in the fact that, you know, she, she really focused on her mind first, then her body. And then she's kind of like into this soul aspect now. Andrea and I are born, um, about a month or so apart. Our actual astrology is very, very similar. Um, and we're both manifesting generators, um, in human design. So this is an epic conversation with two high vibe babes um who you know with our south nodes in gemini like we are very inquisitive we really um you know we want to know all the information and we want to share all the information and that is what this conversation is all about so we talk about her spiritual awakening we talk about past life regression and past lives and karma and then we go into this amazing such an interesting topic, which is holistic design, holistic interior design. Um, originally, Andrea, you know, went to college. Uh, she's from America, so she, she went to college, and you know, she be, she became an interior designer. But during her going through her spiritual awakening, um, she's really brought all these other different aspects into it. And listening to her explain it, like, I am going to need her to do my house. I'm so interested by this. So I'll have all the links so that you can connect with Andrea online as well. I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. It is epic. I am so blessed to have an amazing spiritual babe on the podcast with me. Um, Andrea has actually interviewed me for her podcast, um, which I'll definitely go into a little bit further. That amazing conversation that was a couple of months ago now. And I thought I'd love to repay the favor and get her on. So Andrea, please introduce yourself to the amazing listeners. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. So my name is Andrea. Well, my Instagram is Andrea Gabriela. Um, um, I basically have two personalities. So my family calls me Gabby and other people call me Andrea. So I'm like, always feel free to call me. I say AG, however you please. <laughs> um, uh, basically, I am started to accept the term multi-hyphenate, multi-dimensional being. I'm a manifesting generator. So for me, it's really hard to just like limit myself to one thing because I know that I'm a lot of things. So mm. one, I'm a modern mystic for sure. 
I'm a holistic interior designer, which is something that I started to call myself, which I have a background in interior design. I'm a podcaster. I'm a health coach. I'm a past life regression therapist, as well as a Reiki practitioner. And, uh, and I feel like I'm just a rebel with a cause here trying to awaken the planet and just speed up the evolution and just be a good human at the same mm. time. <laughs> mm. I love that. Um, so Andrea and I actually were kind of like born, I, I think it's only like a couple of months apart. So our actually astrology is quite similar. I'm also a manifesting generator and listening to you say that I'm like, that is, that's me like different modalities, but like the, the sensation and the feeling of like, I just know that I'm here to just like awaken everyone. Um, and so I feel like that's why our conversations are just like amazing. Cause we are just both so passionate about like the one thing. It's so interesting how many other business owners are also manifesting generators because same thing, like mm-hmm. you get into this, you get into business and you just want to have you like your fingers in like all the different pies and just like know as much as you can. Um, so I love that. I know that on our podcast, I went a lot into human design and astrology. I definitely recommend um, I'll get Andrea to sort of give all the details um, for her podcast and stuff at the end, but definitely, definitely go listen to that podcast. It was incredible. Um, but I guess today, what I really want to chat about is your spiritual awakening, what it's been like getting into this space. I know that you were in the corporate world as well. And you know what you feel like your soul's purpose is past life regression because past lives is something I'm so passionate about. I haven't actually had a past life regression session done, but I see an intuitive healer. Um, I've done um, Akashic record readings and just with like my own intuition, I've been able to kind of like pick up on synchronicities that really, you know, give me a bit of an idea of what my past life and what my past life karma has been. Mm -hmm. So let's delve into, I suppose, your spiritual awakening first. Mm -hmm. What was it like for you going through that and what happened? (laughs) Oh my God. Spiritual awakening. It's just, those are funny times, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Well, to keep it really short is my spiritual awakening really happened at the age of 22. Um, In the thick of my sudden return, I actually turned 28 next Friday, which is Mm -hmm. crazy. Um, uh, Which, by the way, we already missed our interview. My Virgo self was like, how the fuck did I miss the interview? Oh, my God. I was literally having like an anxiety attack. And I was like, I'm sorry, Cass. I'm sorry. She's like, stop apologizing. I'm so sorry. You have no idea how much I hate this. (laughs) Oh, just get a preview of my personality Mm -hmm. right there. Um, So first and foremost, I was born and raised in Guatemala and I came here to America and I say here because I'm in the United States um, at 16 years old. Let's just say with my background and being born in a very Catholic family, but at the same time, my mother was very just more, I'm not saying she was not totally religious. She was open to a lot of religions. So especially like my parents being really like, not a good fit. That's why they're divorced. Um, they would like to like fight with one another. My dad was Catholic. My mom wanted to be the complete opposite of him. So I got to taste both of Christianity and Catholicism. So mm. I've always been such a, a child devoted to faith, to higher power. So that was always been easy and within me my entire life. When I moved to America at 16, you can imagine not by choice, you know, my parents were divorced. I really had a hard time being with my father and being um 
an immigrant and come to a different country with you don't know the language you have nobody else like it's you're just being ripped apart from your whole life it's fucking sucks let me tell you that Mm. so I feel like at this at the same time I want to be an advocate for those who have been through my same thing and to tell the world like hey immigrants are here to just enrich our lives and you don't know what it is to be born in a third world country so I throw a little bit of activism right there but coming in here I was just like what the fuck is going on like I didn't know anything I mean 16 17 18 19 20 oh my god they were horrible years until I had to go through a health scare. So I was Mm. diagnosed. Well, I was, yeah, I was diagnosed with three large rare ovarian cysts. And this is not the first time I've gotten multiple surgeries since the age of nine. So I've gone through all of that, but this really affected me. Like not only I was going through a very dark night of the soul, I was depressed. I didn't go to school. Like I literally got incomplete in all my classes because all I wanted to do was sleep. I hated myself. I was eating poorly. It was just like, not knowing what I wanted and also feeling super low in self-confidence because I also grew up in a family where my mother, who I really love very much, but she used to compare me a lot with my younger sister and tell me she was more beautiful, more capable, more this, a shining star. Mm. Um, um, so I grew up hearing that. So in my head and as an identity that I adapted for myself, I was not good enough. So I was going through a period where I was like, not good enough. I'm ugly. I'm this. I'm going to end up like my father, mediocre, a quitter, blah, 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 blah. That was everything that was told to me. And um, until one day I got my cysts and everything after surgery, it literally felt like, I don't even know, like a hundred pounds were lifted out of my body. And in that moment, I saw things clearly for the first time. And I asked myself, are these stories that I tell myself are actually mine? Or is this something mm. that was told to me and I am, I am taking it as my identity? What if I take all of that out and I'm left to with nothing? Then who am I? What mm. am I capable? Am I really a quitter? Am I really a mediocre? Am I really not good enough or as good as my sister? So I, I had to ponder all of those questions, which... I had nothing else to do but to be bit ridden. <laughs> and uh, remember reading this book, You're a Badass by Jen. I Either people call it Sincero. I call it Sincero because I think she's Italian. She might be the proper way. I don't know. And um, I was reading one of the chapters and one of the chapters said, get over your own bullshit. And I will mm. tell you that that little statement changed my life. Changed that day where I decided to just take my power back discover who the fuck I am and what am I capable of so I was failing at school I ended up graduating with honors and community college and being able to transfer I couldn't do math because math is something that this is how the subconscious mind works you guys at 11 years old when I was in fifth grade our math teacher told us we were not good enough to do math and since then I was terrible at math so I had to overcome that belief that math was hard Mm -hmm. I ended up passing with the b plus that's a great thing for me (laughs) Anyway, I was able to transfer and achieve and go ahead and complete my be my bachelor's in science and interior design. But after that, I mean, everything just started to unfold. Like, I mean, it's been five years since my spiritual awakening. And I'm 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 right now at a second awakening um, at the moment. Mm. And um, it's 
it changed my life. Like I discovered astrology, I discovered human design, I discovered the chakra system, and I discovered a part of myself that I knew was lying, like just sleeping. And I just needed to awaken that teacher within me, which taps into my North Node in Sagittarius. It's that mm. guru, is that higher philosophies, higher wisdom that I've always known as a child that I was just very advanced for my age and just into psychology when I was seven years old. And I would ponder on questions like, why are we here? Like, there's no such thing. We're the only life in this planet. Like how we incarnated before, like the theme of reincarnation was already in my mind when I was seven or eight years old. And my mom literally thought I was crazy and took me to a psychologist. And, you know, and that really just shuts down your own, um, your own higher power, higher connection with divine the divine. So it was a lot of, uh, I love that I've been dealing with a lot of people that tell me it's not about becoming, it's really remembering and really mm. unbecoming what you've been told you're supposed to, but in reality, tapping with that essence, with that within yourself, when you're like, I know that I'm here for more and I'm that inquisitive soul that I just want more knowledge. It's like, why are we really here? And how can I help the, how can I help the world in reality? So mm. I feel like that's kind of like how my spiritual awakening kind of happened. And it's just, it's never a destination, but it's an ongoing process that I feel like we're all going to go through until the day we depart this plane. Yeah. 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 That is so powerful. Thank you for sharing. It's so interesting how many people I speak to that their um, spiritual awakening begins due to some form of like physical I suppose like ailment or disease, it's almost like our body starts to um, react to all of the the crap, like the bullshit stories, whatever it might be that we've been playing out and our body's just like, I can't take it anymore. Or there's just all this trauma from this life or past lives that are just storing up and then like, boom, it all kind of comes crashing down. Um, I love how you were kind of talking about how you've really just pondered like, and again, we've got the same South and North nodes. I totally relate to this, but I also switched it to human design for a second because there's a particular gate in human design. It's called gate 28. It's the game of the, the gate of the game player and people who have this gate basically just like ponder um, life. Like I spent a lot of my childhood and I guess I didn't realize at the time that it might be weird, but I was like, what would life be like if I didn't exist? Like, like what would, would I, would I know that I didn't exist? Like, would I just be floating in darkness? Like, what would life be like if I wasn't here? Like, I had, like, really far out thoughts like that. And, yeah, getting into human design, it has to do with, like, gate 28. I would highly recommend checking your own to see if you've got that. Um, But I I feel... Yeah, it, you're obviously so passionate about, you know, helping um, the, you know, humans just like raise their consciousness like, like me, which I love. So how, so you've kind of gone through your spiritual awakening um, by like sort of like 22 and then were you in, did you get into the corporate world at that point in time? No. So I graduated in 2019. So I was like about 25. Mm. And then I got into the corporate world and that stripped my soul <laughs> yeah. away. It just cut me to pieces. And it was a little, it was a while that took me to recover. Even my therapist, I started seeing my therapist in 2018, which I actually, although 
I had my spiritual awakening at 22. I feel like my spiritual awakening really, or like that part of myself really took off in 2018 where, so after my awakening, I got into working out like that Mm. really allowed me to build the, the momentum, the discipline I needed to get myself out of this hole that I was living but to the point that got toxic. And I feel like this is something that the fitness industry doesn't realize that one day that you miss out of the gym or one day that you eat a cookie, holy shit, like the anxiety that goes through your head and mm. the negativity and all that toxic thinking that happens. So I was teaching Zumba three times a week because I'm a Zumba instructor. I've always, dance has always been a part of my childhood as well. And I was going to the gym six times a week working only lower body because you know it was the time where like everybody wanted to be slim thick and grow the booty mm-hmm. and at the same time my partner who worked together and now we were apart so I was compensating going to the gym getting that really hot body so I could get him back so mm-hmm. I could just you know like get him back into my life little did I know that I was really not taking care of myself although I was going through this journey of awakening and I was not practicing self-care or Mm. realizing how much my both my feminine and masculine energies were totally unbalanced so I fucked up my body literally Mm. I caused myself to injure which led me to yoga in 2018 and how many times I laughed about yogis I'm like what that's a workout like gave me a 200 pound bar and let me squat and do hip thrust so like that was my mentality like a gym like a gym like a beast mm. and yoga just pushed me to the limits I did power yoga so which is like not be current but it's hot yoga mm-hmm. um, um <laughs> and I remember one day trying to do the dancer's pose and balancing in one leg and I just couldn't stay put and I got so angry that I had an epiphany right there in class and the thought said this is how much and like in balance you're in your life mentally spiritually physically um, mm. emotionally you have no balance you can't even balance in one leg I, I had to take myself out of the class and cried my eyes out and I'm like fuck you are absolutely right like I'm doing like as a manifest and generating, you know that like mm. we go, 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 go. We can do so many things that we leave our bodies. And I know you mm. have an air moon as well, just mm-hmm. like me. Like I le- like live up in the ethers. So it's really hard for me to come back into my body. And I feel like that's why yoga is so beneficial for so many people. But for me is to come back to the body, girl, you're floating up in space. And I had to have that realization. And, um, for me to realize how much imbalance I was in my life. So I was doing the corporate job at the same time. And uh, I discovered human design corporate job. Somebody mentioned human design. I don't even know how it popped. Maybe I listened to a podcast and I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm. And that day that I figured out what I was, I knew that there was nothing wrong with me because I just couldn't understand why do I have so many passions? Why do I get tired of a couple things? Like, why do I do many things at once? Like I'm reading five books at the same time. People think I'm crazy, but for a man, G you're like same boo. I'm like, Mm -hmm. we're, we're the same. And I've always thought like my mom said, like, you just quit. You never finish a project. And it's because we're never intended to finish a project. We just like, "Eh, I don't feel anymore. Let me go to the next thing. Yeah. So that gave me permission 
to really Mm -hmm. be who I am and be unapologetic about it and not tell people, uh, well, this is who I am. If you don't like it, cool. If you like it, cool too. Mm. I love. Did I answer your question? Yes, it was amazing. I was just thinking, I didn't even, we didn't even delve into your like three main astrology signs. Do you want to just quickly um, rattle them off for a second? Oh yeah. So I'm a cancer rising. I'm a Virgo sun and a Libra moon. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, obviously, yes, I'm like a Libra Gemini, Gemini. It's a Libra moon today. Um, Ooh. yeah. So it's kind of like our time. Um, <laughs> it's so, I, I look at like the three stages of my, I, I kind of look at my awakening in like a three stages. And again, I, I see this play out with people. Um, I focused on my mind first. I got clear on my thoughts. I delved into, I did the self-awareness. I realized that I was operating, you know, 90% of my life from my head, from my logical brain. And then once I kind of got control of my thoughts and my mind and stuff, that's when I went into my body. And I realized that I was imbalanced, that I wasn't connected to my body, that I wasn't really connected to my emotions or anything. And once I was able to sort of like get the energy from the head into my body again, like I actually felt my body for the first time. I started to get into yoga. I started exercising, not just because I wanted to lose weight, but because I actually cared about my body, my vessel. Um, And then that's when like the soul component came in. That's like when the mind and the body like truly connected for the first time for me. And then like, it's almost like my soul was fully able to kind of like come through like do you kind of feel like yours was kind of that kind of same process as well oh my god I really love that you brought this up because I never thought about it that way and I feel like this is what the second spiritual awakening I'm going through which is my soul yeah I I I could totally see that like it really started with like reprogramming my mind and then Mm -hmm. it moved to my body getting you know taking care of my vessel working out but then it got too toxic so Mm -hmm. I was missing that component and now I deeply feel like it's my soul that Mm -hmm. is coming through wow that's actually really beautiful and I never thought about it that way like yes I am now onto my soul because the practices that I do now are very spiritual like praying is huge for me reiki is huge self-hypnosis and just I'm um, doing Kundalini breath work, everything that really energizes and gets me connected to my soul. Even the books I'm reading are very spiritually um, um, out there. They're no mm-hmm. longer about like self-development and yeah. all that stuff. So yeah, I think that's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm going through right now, especially. Yeah, it's super. I, I personally, um, I, my actual Instagram handle used to be mind, body, soul for that exact reason. Cause I just noticed within myself that was my like almost like my three parter um, to the spiritual awakening. So it's very interesting when, when you kind of look at it, but like look at it like that. Some people do like body first, then the mind. Um, yeah. But it definitely kind of does go through that kind of like three stage process and you have to just kind of like connect the three together. Mm, Beautiful. Magic. Yeah. Um, let's delve into past life regression. Cause this fascinates me immensely. I love, um, the concept of past lives, a huge believer. I've actually spoken to my mother recently about this. She said the moment I was born, she could tell that I was a very old soul. Um, I've had Akashic records reading done by a close friend of mine. She's like, holy fucking, like, my God, you are really old. Like mm-hmm. your soul has had hundreds of lifetimes on earth, hundreds of lifetimes on, um, you know, other kind of like, um, systems, planets, I don't know what you want to call them. Um, and I just, she just says, and I can feel it myself. I'm just addicted to learning. Um, 
which I totally feel. So like what got you into past life regression as kind of like a study? Oh, that's really interesting because again, like as a child, I knew that I was going to be a psychologist. Like I had mm. three passions, you know, I would dance. So I love to dance as a child. I would play Barbies with my sister, but I wouldn't play Barbies. I would decorate the room and rearrange mm. things. So that's where my interior design background comes from. But three psychology fascinated me. Like mm. people would come to me for a reason, like at 12 year old kids would come to me and they're like, I'm having issues. And for some reason, like they would tell me like, you would be a great psychologist. Like, I just want, I just want to tell you my problems. And I, because you listen and until this day, people come to me and just dump their shit on me. And, um, and I'm able to give them a different kind of guidance where I'm like, okay, I see where you're coming from. But at an early age, I knew I wanted to be a psychologist. Mm. Um, so uh, past lives to me was fascinating. And this is where, so I love Nikki Cosmo. Like she is my mentor. She's my hypnotherapist. And I've been, this is where I got my training. I did Reiki, um, did my past life and now I'm doing crew. And, uh, basically what got me into it is that fascination of like, where do we come from? Like how many lifetimes have we lived and how does that previous lifetime play into this one right now? Mm. As I was taking the training, I read this part of Carl Jung, and I can actually read it to you right here because I think it was so powerful that it brought me to a day when I was a child and I asked my mom this question. So mm. it says right here. So this is Carl Jung. This is a pioneer of psychology. He's like, I could well imagine that I might, I might have lived in former centuries and there encounter questions I was not yet able to answer that I had been born again because I had not fulfilled the task given to me. He went on to speculate that he might have to be reborn again in order to find the answer still left undiscovered or someone else would have to assume the task. And as I was reading that specific paragraph, mm. the bulb went like just, just light up because one day when I was seven years old, I approached my mom and I said, mom, I believe that we have been reincarnated multiple times on planet earth because we have destroyed our planet because we haven't been able to tap into higher awareness yet we are reborn again and i believe we choose the same people the same family and we all come together and we redo it again mm. this is a seven-year-old telling wow. me this very similar to what he said and i just couldn't believe that what i said as a seven-year-old was exactly what carl Jung was saying in a very obviously more psychological metaphorical way Mm. And I'm like, God damn, like this knowledge already lives inside of me. So basically what past lives is really all about is like going into a very deep meditative state to recover your memories from a past life or past incarnations. And these are memories that practitioners believe that, you know, they could affect you in this current lifetime. So past life could be really compared to a very gentle visualization so basically you go through a journey where the individual is able to turn back into a past life or any um or any incarnation they've had in a previous life and get more clarity why are they here and why do they have certain patterns and behaviors that are toxic not toxic why do they fight with family um mm. uh, do you have any certain fears or phobias and it could also be used to even discover 
like healthy patterns and also stimulate creativity or any skills that you have brought from a previous life. So the beauty about a past life regression is that, you know, we live in a world that is so noisy and we're constantly in our conscious critical mind. So Mm -hmm. by using this deep meditative state, it really allows us to get out of that critical mind and tap into the subconscious mind where all those memories are hidden because everything is stored in our subconscious mind. That's where everything is. So past life regression gives you an insight. It gives you a preview of what you've dealt in a previous lifetime and how that it's affecting you in this lifetime. So were you a shitty person? This is where karma plays into mm. plays into action here. If you did good things in a past life, in a previous past life, you better believe that that's going to be in this lifetime. And you're probably going to have better luck. Um, more opportunities are going to flow to you. Or even like you and I, that probably are, we're definitely old souls. We awaken at a very early age. You know, some people mm. don't awaken until like forties and fifties, you know, yeah. early twenties. That's fucking good. So that means that we have acquired pretty much good information but we also were good people in our past life and we decided to you know remember early so we could carry on with the mission that we unfortunately could not be fulfilled maybe you and I were burned as witches you know we couldn't so and that's one of the reasons why we're here to be spiritual activists and and guide and and just guide and guide old people but at the same time, we had to deal with that fear of persecution, with that fear of coming out of that spiritual closet, because it's like, oh, shit, like I'm this mystical spiritual being. How am I going to be viewed? Yeah. So that's how you can see a past life. But if you did fucked up shit in a previous past life, you are going to suffer and pretty much pay back what you did. And there's this concept of people, which I really hope that please be open-minded and be just let curiosity, you know, sick, like slip in and just be open to this. Uh, the way I see something is, for example, when people complain, like where is a God, why is there suffering? Why is there kids dying? Why is there people sick and all that? We don't know. And please be open. We don't know what these people have done in our previous lives that they're dealing with this right now. And I know Mm. that sounds very harsh, especially for someone like me, who's a cancer race and who's all about love and empathy and compassion. We really have to think, what did you do in that previous lifetime that you're dealing with this huge consequence in this lifetime? And it's something that we don't question. We don't ponder that. We just Mm. basically assume God is evil. There's no God. How can this happen to an innocent child? And yes, it's hard to see an innocent child suffer, you know? But at the same time, there's a it's a there's a bigger picture and there's a bigger why this is happening. So I feel like when you go into a past life, it's really important that you stay open, that you stay curious, because mm. a lot of people may go be may be regressed and not see anything, maybe just pitch black. And that would signal and a lot of people, the skeptics like, well, you see, this doesn't work and it has nothing to do with not working, but there is a block. There's Mm. something that is right there in your subconscious mind that is not allowing you to see what you're supposed to. So when you, when you are regressed, it's really important that you have an intention while you're going, what do you want to know? Because our our brain responds to emotional charges and also know that let go of any expectation, you know, like you can decide where you're going. You Mm -hmm. can choose what past life you go to. 
your subconscious mind will choose for you. And the subconscious mind will also pretty much vent out the information you are ready to know. So some people do have like three multiple different lifetimes. And I've seen that for my clients. I'm like, whoa. And some other people just get one, like, like I did. And it's like what you really need to know. And I remember this clearly from Nikki, when we had a group past life regression, that was the moment when I was kind of like, you know, do I want to be a Reiki practitioner? Do I want to be a past life regression? It's like, what do I want to be? And I saw clearly me running in the woods as a 16 year old girl with a white dress and all I could hear was witch and my body froze and I started crying. And it was like, this is a reason why I'm so afraid to show up as a spiritual leader because I was burned for mm-hmm. my mystical side, for being a divine woman, for having this divine wisdom within me that people deem demonic so you don't choose your subconscious mind chooses for you and all you have to do is be open receive the information not as evidence well as evidence but not to take it literally but to gain Mm. more clarity and awareness of how is that playing a role right now in your current life yes I love that and 100% you and I have been burned at the stake. I know even without doing past life regression, I know that I've been a witch. I know that I've been burnt. Same thing. I fear coming out. I fear being seen. I fear sharing some aspects and I've definitely gotten a lot better, but I've, I've, I have feared at times during my awakening, sharing that side of myself because I was afraid of prosecution. It's even got to the point, even I look at myself at the very beginning of my spiritual awakening almost shying away from the term witch Mm. and now I'm actually like fully embracing it I'm like actually when you really look at what I do yes I'm a Reiki practitioner I do tarot I'm into astrology and all the things like I am a modern day witch and Mm -hmm. I'm actually comfortable enough now to say that because I've done the healing behind okay I can see why that was a fear I think just realizing that now again, I said, I've done timeline therapy. So kind of the same, it's about jumping back into the potentially past lives, but stuff in here as well. You know, I've done that and being able to see these different fears and how different things from either this life when I was in my mother's womb or past lives, how they then ripple out and create fears or, um, you know, any type of emotion in this life. Like, I guess everyone just needs to realize that we need to not be looking at this life at such a microscopic level because it's one of hundreds or thousands and your karma is flowing in and out of these and you've got things to learn and grow from. And I, that's why I look at um, this human experience as like one big lesson. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure you feel the same. Like we really are just here to, you know, um, fix up some of that karma or learn further stuff and continue to go through our enlightenment process until we, you know, reach the final stage if there really is one. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a whole, whole other level of like consciousness right there. And it's absolutely true. Once our body dies, our soul doesn't die and whatever Mm. we have collected this lifetime whether you choose because we all have free will to choose whether we want to come back or not Mm -hmm. um uh, you bring all of that onto the next one so with this by listening to this episode and you're just like whoa this is pretty cool then try to do amazing fucking cool things this lifetime you know gather as much knowledge as as you can be a kind human connect with divine source and i promise you the next lifetime if you choose to come back it will be a lot more easier. You know, I also had an Akashic record reading and 
through that last year in 20, early 2020, I received this download that this could potentially be my last lifetime and I'm here on planet earth. And, um, I thought it was really subtle and I'm like, whoa, hello. That was the first time I actually heard something like I'm clear cognizant and sentient, but sometimes I can be clear audience. And I'm like, hello, anybody Mm -hmm. there? And, um, when I got my first Akashic record reading that was confirmed and I'm like, literally like, whoa, what? I could not come back. And I literally thought to myself, I'll be okay with not coming back. I pretty much have done too much of the human journey. I'm ready to move on to the next level of initiation because this is what you said. Like it is a planet earth. It's a planet of lessons. It's a school. We're basically being prepared for what's next to come because I wonder why the fuck did I choose to be born in 1993 to be dealing with a global pandemic and the shit that we're dealing right now? And it's like, it must be for a reason. Like, what the fuck? Like, I think about these things all the time. Like, why did I mm-hmm. choose this? Why? Why? And in reality, is because one, I'm here to be a leader and here try to awaken as many souls as I can, but it's not about me anymore. It's about the future children I'm going to bring forth. And they're the ones who are going to continue to carry on my prophecy. So yeah. I think we have to think about that. And the beauty about past life too, is like, it makes you think like, who are the people you come with? You know, the people that challenge you the most are people that you agree upon entering this plane that they were going to make your life hell because they needed to teach you a lesson. So <laughs> you have a problem with your mom, with your father, or even your own enemies. Everybody here has a role for your own growth and evolution that is preparing you for the next level. And when we kind of like take out the ego and we get out of that critical mind and we mm-hmm. actually come from an aspect of soul and we see it in that perspective we see holy shit if you can reflect right now oh my god that person really served me a purpose like because of that person I am this because of that person I met the love of my life or I came to this opportunity or I rediscover myself whatever that is so when we start seeing that like how each person really plays a role I think Mm. we start we just understand life from a very different perspective at the same time, also knowing your soul family, like you and yeah. I, we chose mm. to be here at this time. You were born in Australia. I was born in Guatemala, two completely opposites. And here we are meeting, talking about this crazy talks, woo woo, like a lot of people like to say it, but at the end of the day, you and I are come from the same soul family because mm. And that's where astrology plays a role, you know, North node and the South node, that North node that you share with other people, that's a collective of souls that we chose to reincarnate at this time for the exact exact same purpose. So when you just step out and you see beyond, you see that the answers are already within, instead of seeking them out, you just, they're already in. So seek in, go in, and you'll, you'll have the wisdom that you've been looking for. Mm, oh, that was so powerful. I love it. And I love talking about how, yeah, that those, those close relationships and sometimes just someone that you meet in passing, like they are going to have profound um, effects on your life. Um, I've obviously spoken quite a bit on my podcast recently about like my divorce and how like my ex-husband and I, like we know, we knew from the moment we met each other that we had been in a past life together. And we knew this before we were even like 
woo-woo. Okay. We just knew the connection was like straight away. And like, we've reflected on our relationship and just been able to see how we've been able to help each other grow and evolve. And I look at close friendships I have and the, the lessons that we've been able to teach each other. And again, I know that I've been in a past life with them. And there's a good reason. There's a good chance that if our relationship has problems, it's because we had problems in a past life that we're still trying to fix. And so I look at some people as well, like, um, especially I, I, I know that if you've, and I see this playing out with, with people, right. It's like, if you're the mother in, in the relationship right now, but you've often been the child to your like child in other lives, like just, just how the relationship dynamic can change though as well. It's so fascinating. Again, it's not about looking at this one lifetime from a really microscopic level, zoom out, have a look, but then also, yes, go within and ask yourself, like, what am I learning? How are these people affecting me? I could talk about this stuff for days. 100%. 100%. Mm-hmm. You can you can go into, you have one specific person you go to for advice. Maybe they were your t- teacher in a past life. Or for example, my huge example is with my family. So I didn't know my mom's uh, birth time and decided to ask my pendulum. And really like, I hear people, you can kind of like narrow it down to what time? Okay, so I narrowed it down to 8.30 p.m. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I realized we're both are cancer rising and I laughed hysterically because we basically look the same she has black hair I have black hair olive skin I literally am the mirror image of my mom but my mom is a Sagittarius funny my North Northern Sagittarius Mm -hmm. um uh, and uh I our relationship is like I'm the mother and she's the child like I have to constantly remind her constantly tell her this philosophical things constantly be the one that is like mom step back you're acting up like a 13 year old wounded girl let's let's review this and it's funny because she laughs about it because I was considered the black sheep of the family the one that lived in la la land and Mm -hmm. uh, funny enough yes I have a Libra moon so for sure it was in la la land but also I just listened I just heard this from this course that I was taking that when you're a child from like, I think one, like zero to 30, you're are on your South node. So mm. Gemini also in La La Land, I don't know yeah. how many dimensions I fucking was. So who knows? So it made all sense. So I am that like parental figure to my mother and maybe is the reason why I was born into my family because mm. both I serve a lot of purpose for both my sister, who's definitely a very young soul. She's really skeptical. And my mom, who she's gained wisdom and she knows it. She really knows Mm -hmm. it, but there's still some sort of block where I'm not sure where that wound comes from. Um, um, Absolutely. So it's really seeing who do you gravitate towards, you know, who feels familiar and we all know mm. it, you know, we meet someone and you're like, it's like, I've known you all my life. And it's because you have known them from a past yeah. life and you decided to come back and east and some, and also like a time place or a specific country or a specific culture. Like, yeah. why are you drawn to like Egypt, Greece or India or like Mexico and like you you start wondering like why am I so drawn to these cultures like why do I resonate with the Egyptian like mythology 
is because you had a past life there. You know that that's encoded in your DNA. And again, it's about remembering who you are. So mm. it's past life can just be used for so many beautiful things and can teach you about negative patterns, health issues, could teach you about dreams, um, uh, the familiarity with people. It can also deal with like, you know, the people you've closed, you decided to travel relationships, friends, families, um, um, social circles and stuff like that. And it can also stimulate creativity, like I said, or any project and remember healthy patterns, perspectives, solutions, remedies, all of that could be found on a past life uh, regression session. So there's many multi-uses for this beautiful uh, uh, modality. And Mm. all you have to be is open to receive the knowledge that it's it's been hidden in your subconscious mind. Yeah. And it's going to offer you some form of healing or lesson to help you move forward in this lifetime and then the next and the next and so on. Love it. Um, So that's past life regression. I said, I'm so passionate about that. And then the other thing I wanted to delve into today, because I find this topic so interesting is holistic design. Okay. So you've obviously got that interior design background, but now you're delving into this more holistic approach to it. Um, I guess I just want to delve into like, what is holistic um, design? What got you into that? Um, and how does it work? <laughs> yes. I'm actually so excited for this because it brings me back to getting a second surgery for the exact same zist in 2019. So I've had the surgery twice. So it was 2019. I was like, what the fuck? I hated my corporate job. I'm like, I hate this. And I came across this girl, Sahara Rose, um, Mm. and she was talking about health coaching. So I was taking a look into the IAN, which is, I feel like I'm now a well-known institute that a lot of health coaches are going to. Again, I will say something. Don't ever sign up anything during a Mercury retrograde because I did that. I'm not saying I regretted it, but at the same time, it really put me in a financial struggle at the end after paying it all up. I'm like, I feel like we might have done this at the same time. Did you do IIN in 2019? This is I signed up in 2019. Yeah. In August? It was November, December. Okay. So, and I started in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's so crazy. Sorry. Keep going. I just was like, oh my God, don't tell me there's like another, like, you know, coincidence (laughs) between the two of us. But I think I I did, I did that course as well. Yeah. So I just, I did the whole year and I Mm. was, I was so sure that I was going to be a health coach and I was going to help people and blah, 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 blah. Again, that manifesting generator, you're pumped, that energy, never making a decision based on a high Mm -hmm. emotion. You Mm -hmm. really have to be neutral. And I just didn't get that. So (laughs) you learn your lessons. And uh, I graduated, I was doing a Jupiter club with Natalia Benson, now known as CBBS or Conscious Babe Business School. I'm not sure if hopefully it said that right. And I decided to launch my practice as a health coach. And I had a couple of clients. I wasn't very successful. At the same time, I know I'm a millennial, but I really don't like Instagram. Like it's, there should mm-hmm. be a different way to just put your services and get people. I just feel like Instagram is not the way for me anymore. And I don't enjoy it as much as I want to see it as a way that I can inspire and be creative. I just don't enjoy it. And um, I just 
felt like I was creating all these courses. I was creating all these packages and nothing was working. Like people were not signing up. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I know I can teach people. I know that I'm good enough. I have the knowledge. I have the wisdom. What the fuck is going on? So I really had to ask myself, like, am I really limiting myself? Like, why, why am I so adamant that I need to be a health coach? Like people that go to the IIN, they end up doing different things from, you know, getting a, starting a retreat center or starting a brand new, like nutritious program or any sort of like supplement, like the world is your oyster in this um, um, field. And uh, I was so burned out with corporate. I only had one job. Listen to me. I was so burned out and I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that that I was like, I'm not doing interior design because that means I'm working for a firm that I have to be surrounded by stuck up bitches. Cause where I live, I'm in San Francisco, California, and I live across the golden gate bridge where there's a bunch of snobs. I love you, Marin, but you're a bunch of snobs and entitled people. So I'm like, I have to suck it up. I have a mid heaven. I have an Aries mid heaven. So I hate people telling me what to do Mm -hmm. I'm a little rebel I'm like don't tell me what to do I want to be my own boss fuck you fuck you leave me the fuck alone my cancer rising is like no 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 I don't like you I don't like you maybe you but stay away from me and kind of a thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I just didn't want to deal with any corporate I'm like no thank you I don't want it but at the same time, I felt like I was doing a disservice to myself. So I would go to therapy and I would think about it would be really cool if interior design could be mixed with astrology and any mystical elements. And my therapist would just watch me and she's like, you know, that you light up when you talk about that, when you talk about interior design in a mystical way. Never put it together, really. I was like, eh, I don't care. I kept going. I kept going. kept pushing the the health coaching, I, my podcast is one of the things that really make me happy. Thank God my South Node in Germany that can keep me talking forever. Sometimes I can stop talking. And, um, and I really love that. It's so I've noticed, why do I feel again, one thing for manifesting generators, the expansion, the satisfaction when I do a podcast and I would just contract and get frustrated with health coach. So that was my clear sign Okay, maybe I just got to let it go fully. Just drop it. Bye-bye. See what comes next. Then at the time, I started working as a freelance uh, for an interior designer. And I started doing a lot of floor plans and get back into it. And I was like, I can do this. Like, I know this. Like, I graduated, like, with this. Like, why am I so afraid of doing it? Like, maybe I can do something with it. Because I felt like I was following a path that everybody's following. You know, everybody now is a coach. And thank God for those coaches that really are there to hold that space. But I realized Mm. I wasn't that person to hold that space. Like, I like to talk to you through my podcast. I realized this is free coaching for me. Like, and I enjoy it. And Mm. I don't have to beat myself up creating a program. So can I do something that is completely authentic to me? and love it at the same time and be creative and add my essence. So I, my big idol is Kelly Wessler. She's an incredible interior designer. If you don't know who she is, I would totally look it up. Like she's outside of the box. She's a Scorpio, but she's not afraid to mix anything. And I'm all about patterns and colors and textures and just go crazy. Like I'm not afraid to play with any of that. So I'm like, is there a loop? Is there a hole in this whole business and this industry that I can just come in and do something completely entirely different? The word holistic just keep coming because that's my background. Like at the end of the day, Virgo 
is holistic. You know, it's like, how mm. can I still put my imprint in my essence and something that I can do that Libra moon? I love aesthetics. Like I love order. I have a stellium in my fourth house. That's the home. There's a huge emphasis in the home environment and how to create a sacred space because that's how I function the best as a human being. So if I function like that and I can give my best, then the whole world needs a fucking sacred space. And after Mm. COVID, we realize how important our environment really is and how much affects our mental like emotional, spiritual, and physical selves. And we felt trapped because we were living in a place that was chaotic. Nobody wanted to be at home. Although we complained that we don't spend too much time at home. I work and I do vibe. I don't have time, but when it's a weekend, I like to go fucking drink and not be at home. And now we had this opportunity to be at home and everybody fucking hated it. Like, come on, dude. Like mm. it's too hot. We want rain. It's raining. We want it to be hot. I'm like humans make up your fucking mind. Come on. So it was this like, what is happening over here? So I decided to create something fucking entirely different. I'm like, all right, so let's do interior design infused with holistic living. What, what does that mean? It means adding feng shui. It means adding color psychology. It means adding astro design, which is something that I created it, that is using your moon. I mean, your rising sun and moon. What do they need in an environment to thrive? Mm. But only taking a look at astrogeography which is the astrology of places like what like what countries what cultures what colors like what patterns are you drawn into that bring the best it of you like your higher self steps forward how can we mix that energy into your home let's take a look at the plants crystals like how we arrange the room like we use the bagua map which is the tool that feng shui uh, consultants use and that infuse that with a four plan a modern four plan okay what's the best place for marriage and although you don't have to follow it because houses are already built but you can infuse the energy of the bagua map in your whole house in each room you want to call it a partner well first fucking declutter your house and that's my biggest thing declutter means holding on to the past Mm. so the reality of holistic interior design is that i'm taking a look at your needs as a human being how is your soul your mind body and soul nourished through your environment because if your environment is a reflection of who you are and your environment is a mess honey you're a mess in the inside if your environment is beautiful as like just superficial like don't touch the couch because you're gonna get it dirty because it's expensive honey you are superficial on the inside and it's like I don't want to be your typical interior designer and I also am not going to be your typical holistic interior designer that is like oh let's do this it's like all right honey let's let's what the fuck is going on over here I don't like Mm. to sugarcoat I just want to say it the way it is my cancer rising really comes out because I want to create that environment for you that you walk in and it's an experience. It's a feeling when you walk in, you're like, ah, when you can just say that at home and anywhere mm. you go, you feel the energy, you feel the chi flowing and you walk into a place that can be beautiful, aesthetically pleasing to the eye, but it's practical, it's functional, it's sustainable, it's accessible, and it is holistic, that it will affect you and everybody who comes into your home. And if you have a family, every single member of your family. So putting your needs into the perspective of creating that sacred space. And that's why I call my business a sacred space. How can we create that? 
how can we use this mystical components to actually create a beautiful space where you feel fucking good not just like here's my pretty home it's not about that it's about wow my home makes me like this is a sacred sanctuary it's a sacred temple because having that sacred environment and a good environment that's going to trigger good habits you're going to eat well you're going to sleep well you're going to have better sex you're going to have a place where it's decluttered literally food elect electrical closet mental like go take your fucking closet and see what was the last time you wore that jacket if it's more than a year get rid of it like literally taking a look at that what what do you have in your home floating around because clutter blocks chi and what is yeah. all about allowing the chi to flow so basically good energy all about holistic wellness and how that will infuse and enhance your quality of life and put your needs into the perspective of creating this place and having your own touch. You know, it's not me. I, I literally said that holistic interior design is the future and it's literally based on your intuition and your creativity. I can help mm. you and guide you, but at the end of the day, the space is for you, not for me. I already have the space for myself. So how can we create that space for you to really nourish you and have you live in a beautiful, long, pleasing, aesthetically, just gorgeous life. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, everything is energy after all. And it's so important mm-hmm. that, you know, um, we are in an environment because I mean, honestly, COVID or not, we do spend the majority of our time at home within reason. And again, work. Yes. But if you don't enjoy being there, I mean, that drives you down energetically. Um, I look at human design as well. So you've got the four arrows at the top of the human design chart and the bottom left-hand one is your environment. Um, And so if it's left facing, it's really important for you to have like a really consistent environment. So if, you know, you can set your house out or even just your office space so that, you know, it's somewhere that you, you can, you're happy and thriving and at the same spot every day. But if it's facing right, like mine is like, I have to move around constantly throughout the day because energetically I feel it. I feel my vibration drop because I've been sitting in the same place for too long. And again, this comes down to self-awareness. Like you have to be aware of the fact, like if you walk into your home after being outside and having a great time and you'll just go, oh, like something needs to shift. And sometimes sage, sage ain't going to fix it. Like shit needs to be removed out of that, whatever it might be. Like actually take notice of how you feel walking into your home, because if it's not somewhere that you want to be, you're not going to thrive there. Especially like, let's say you're like, you're you're trying to meditate and you're in an environment where you're just being dragged down. Like you're not going to be able to like Mm -hmm. connect into that higher power. No, like not beneficial. Yeah. Or tap into your fullest potential. You want to be creative, but you have like 500 old memos just hanging around your house and yeah. you open your drawer you have a gift card that was given to you five years ago that's already empty like honey everything is energy everything mm. is accumulating and blocking the chi mm. and especially for those that want to call love or ha- want to be more abundant so let's say you're looking for a new partner and one there's a couple things you can do you can always have two matching things on each side so two matching like like nightstands, lamps, you can have pictures of love and and part and couples that are, you know, look romantic and loving. But let's say in your closet, you're still holding on to that beautiful jacket that he used to wear because it reminds you of like those good old memories with them. 
you are blocking the new person into your life because mm. you are holding on to the past anything if it was a bad job you still have like that coat that's blocking you a new opportunity for a career opportunity same thing with your money like so many of us don't realize that our bathroom is the plumbing of the house so if there's some leaking that's money going down the drain. Even mm. closing the lid of the toilet, that also prevents from money going down the drain. We all we don't think about those things because they don't tell us. If you really ask somebody about feng shui, they're like, what? That's bullshit. In reality, it isn't. Mm. It, it's not when you see it from that spiritual perspective and see how beneficial it is for our health, not just to find the perfect corner for our money tree and chant to Lakshmi and do whatever fucking rituals we do to call more abundance is actually about the intention that you set it and how is it going to play for your own health, like overall well-being. So I feel like it's, it's so important what you just said. Like also if you're an empath, it's really important that you mm. brush your energy. And this is why I created this thing called Reiki home because Reiki could be used in anything. Energy flows where intention goes, energy flows. So you can cleanse your home with Reiki. Obviously that mm. would have to be done with a practitioner. So here my lovely cast can do that as well. And you just can bless your home, cleanse your home, get rid of any entities and shake the entities because sometimes it's the energy that you bring from other people into your home. And you're like, oh my God, when I feel so depleted, well, who are you hanging out with, honey? And you have to take a look at all of that. So yeah, I think it's it's the future. And mm. um, I declare to the universe that I am the Kelly Wester of my generation and I'm going to make it happen. And you will watch me and see me and Architect Digest and all those beautiful ma- interior design magazines and with my own masterclass. You know, I always mm. tell myself and I what did I what do I say? I'm like, my name is Andrea Gabriela and this is my masterclass. And I just mm. literally say funny things like that. And that just give me chills because it's like I am putting it out that that's the next thing you're going to see in a masterclass yes. also how to talk to angels tarot i mean mm. it's gonna mm. evolve honey spirituality is coming yes. and it's coming strong and you can't stop it you cannot mm. stop it no look this this is the great awakening like yes like we've come through and we are helping other souls go through this as well you've just reminded me i'm gonna do some reiki on my house because i feel like it's been a while so i'm gonna do that after our call um because yes i do that and and it does i feel the difference like mm-hmm. i feel the difference when i've just like given my house that little bit of love especially because like i have an old house i i own it um but it's old and it's like partially renovated so like energetically there's a little bit of like negativity that I sometimes hold towards it so I do feel like I constantly have to just check in and be like I'm sorry baby like let me just Mm. give you a little bit of love let me just clear that shit out because like yes maybe I complained because like there's something wrong with you again and again like everything's energy like you need to be so mindful what do you like when you come into your house like are you appreciative of your space or are you complaining and wishing you had something more it's so powerful I want to like jump back like five steps because I just this is like my Gemini rising where I'm just, I'm like all over the place. Um, you mentioned that you're like getting over Instagram mm-hmm. and I'm feeling the same. I just feel like I'm just so done with social media, but I, you know, we do rely on it in some aspect, obviously for our businesses. I do feel like podcasting is the way forward for me. And I feel like you definitely feel the same, but we still need to have that social media aspect. So how are you kind of navigating that as like, you know, as a millennial? Cause that's what we're supposed to be doing. 
A hundred percent. So August was hard for me. I was going through, again, a dark night of the soul, a rock bottom. Uh, There's two full moons in Aquarius that are in my eighth house of shared resources and in human mm-hmm. and Leo, which is in my second house. It was all about finances for me. Yeah. And, uh, and I was just so like, I had this idea. So I'm a Virgo. I like to stick to a plan. And sometimes when things don't go my way, I get pissed, just mm-hmm. pissed. And I start thinking ahead, like, well, I should be further this, like I should be doing more. So I feel like I was putting all this content out with interior design because I have a lot of content. I create like all this fun stuff in Canva and I was putting it out and it makes me happy, but it gets to a point where you are putting all this stuff out and it's not being received, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, sometimes it's painful. And I want to be honest with you guys, because I know somebody probably feels the same way. I don't want to be like, well, I do it because it gives me passion. It gives me, allows me to my creative juices to flow. But sometimes it's like you're putting all this time creating beautiful content for people, yet people don't receive it. So there's some sort of like not energetically matching with one another. Mm. So and I was thinking like, okay, why is this draining me? Like, why is it so much easier for a fitness figure to mm-hmm. post their workouts, their bodies to be more successful or someone who's just really uh, like a celebrity or someone who's just really well known for someone, an entrepreneur like me or other people that are starting. It's so difficult. And there's so many things being thrown at you at the same time. Like, well, you have to post consistently. You have to do all of this. You have to do that. But the amount of time that that takes like I much rather be creating than spending my time putting a fucking post and thinking yeah. about a caption you know it's just like it drives me nuts so for me social media is a place where it could be beneficial I mean great things happen in social media but I've been receiving this call that it is time to move away from it I do believe that Instagram is already becoming I don't even know how to say it like too clicky at this point like it's the algorithm is fucked up like if you don't have many followers your stuff is not being shown and then just creepers start showing up and telling you like sexual things and you're like what the fuck why are you in my shit and um, it is just energetically draining me I feel Mm. energetically drained after watching everyone live their lives and it's just like this is exhausting like I love you I send you good energy but I'm fucking tired watching the same shit and uh, it really drains me so I've been actually called to move to YouTube and do more of more of a visual so planning to actually move in just to TikTok really like does Gen Z have it for a reason like (laughs) get a learn from those fucking younger generations and uh be more I feel like because I'm an interior designer regression like I niche and a lot of people tell you that but I'm such a multi-dimensional soul like I can't stick to one thing like one day I'm feeling the interior design the other day I'm feeling about I don't know checking out my ass I have no idea like you know whatever I'm feeling so and I want to show that part of myself and I feel like I've been hiding my identity and I feel like this is what this second awakening is for me now turning 28 leaving seven years of this huge chapter of discovering who I am I'm like I'm ready to show a different aspect of myself like I came to this interview nervous and all I could tell myself was like just be you because Mm. when you are you people like that I mean I see you laughing I say shit that are fucking hilarious and I'm like honey you just fucking said that and 
allowed in a podcast, but that's okay because that's who I am. So embracing that part of me, that weirdness, that like sassy, that just like I can be a clown really and show that in a different way where I'm not just like, oh, she's this. Like I do want to be known as a holistic interior designer, but I want to be known as a multifaceted human being that I do Mm -hmm. a lot of things. And I feel like TikTok and YouTube um, will allow me to show myself, you know, start recording my podcast interviews and putting it out there and just be more visual. Yeah. Because photos are just draining, you know, like a photo doesn't really capture your essence. They just capture like a good moment with lighting and you're like, "Ah, I feel cute. But a video really shows your personality. And I feel like that's what I feel like Instagram has now started to catch up, but it's still very, um, it's very clicky. It's very mm-hmm. like, I don't, what's, I don't even know what the word, the right word of it is, but it's just very like mainstream to something that is like not showing the whole picture. And uh, I feel like as a millennial, like you said, like we are, we expected of being on our phones 24 seven mm. and constantly put our business like that. And it's hard to let go of the idea. Well, how the fuck am I going to grow my business? You know? And yeah. my mentor, Nikki, she was like, honey, your interior design clients are not on Instagram. They are organic people that you're going to meet randomly in the fucking street. And I can see that. And I yeah. had to let go of that idea. You know, like I want to push, I don't want to be too salesy, but I want to put my services out there. And it's just like, okay, like I can't, it's out of my control. Let's just let the universe do what it needs to do and say really goodbye to Instagram. And I haven't posted because I was oppressed. My mental health was taking a toll. Like I show up crying one day and just be fully vulnerable. And it's funny how people think there's no emotion with you. Like somebody told me was like, I never thought that you didn't have your life together. I'm like, that's the problem. It's the Mm. social media shows that side where your life is perfect. But once you close the app, it's a shit show, man. It's a shit show. And you are the only one who needs to deal with it or your partner, whoever else you live with. So I think that's the reality of social media and how I really feel about it at the moment. Mm, Yeah. I'm feeling, I'm definitely feeling the same. I can see Instagram, um, kind of becoming a little bit like TikTok, like really the reels and stuff is the way forward there. But I just like, and I know I look back at maybe myself like 12 months ago when I kind of went through probably like when I kind of shifted from like the the body to the soul kind of aspect of my awakening, I did. I was like, I don't want to be on social media. Like to me, like I, I, I just, uh, and I went through this kind of dilemma because this was really when my business was starting to kick off. And I was mm. like, I don't want to be using my energy for that. And I'm feeling it again. Like I'd rather just be investing my time into my clients um, and all of my work. But then it's like, I get my clients from Instagram. So like, what do you, you know, um, mm-hmm. what do you do there? So it's going to be very interesting navigating forward because I know I feel a lot of people finding this resistance now to social media as we go through this awakening and just with everything, like just people don't want to be dealing with the global, like the, the, the drama of basically the world. Like they just want to kind of be, I know for me, I just want to kind of be like in my little mm-hmm. corner doing my thing. Um, and Instagram doesn't really allow you to do that. You're just constantly bombarded with all of the crap. And it's like, I'm not trying to ignore the crap that's going on, but like, I need to stay within my truth and myself. A hundred percent. It's like, you think you're spiritually bypassing, but you're really not, you're aware of it. 
yeah we're not looking away and I had I really have a hard time expressing that because I don't want people to for me to be seen as aggressive and I had Mm. to delete a story that I was about to post so right now right here in the United States there are fucking stupid laws about abortion and why what we can cannot do with our bodies because a man needs to decide what's best for us and they fucking forget they come out of us so Mm. I was really worked up about it and I cried and I was angry I'm like fuck you who the fuck do you think you are to tell us that and then I really had to ground back into my body and I asked myself and I really grateful that I'm reading this book um, called Anna, the grandmother of Jesus, but, <sighs> mm. and I was just had to ground back and I heard the voice, can you fight anger with anger? Mm. What does that do to you? And what does that do to the world? We cannot fight anger, hate with hate, anger with anger. We just stay, we stood up to their level. So you really have to like, let go. I mean, I, of course, feel the emotions. I was ragingly hot. Like, I was like, who the fuck are you? Like, why are you still making laws of our bodies? Yet, the, the people that right here in America, the anti-vaxxers and the anti-maskers, it's my right and my body, my choice. I don't have to get vaccinated. I don't have to wear a mask, but you cannot have an abortion. Mm. It's like, do we, where is the common sense? Like, where is it? Where are you living? So I was like furious, ready to explode. And I'm like, there's a time and place when you do that. And I really had to, I have to stop myself. And it's like, I'm not spiritually bypassing. Clearly I'm going through like an emotional wave. I'm an emotional authority and manifesting generator. My emotions Mm. are so powerful and potent. And as I was reading this book with um, Anna, like Jeshua, I'm no longer going to call him Jesus, but Jeshua and Aries, the lies, the lies. I'm just going to say that the lies, the fucking, they fucking tell us. He had to go through like like emotional storms because he would feel the pain of the world. He would feel mm. what the fuck is happening. It's not how it's supposed to be. And I feel that. And I was just so angry. You know, like everything, like I love this country is totally amazing. But there's some fucked up shit right now happening in here that is it's just I'm in disbelief what I'm seeing. And um, it's um, I think there's a time and place where you can do that. But there's a time where I just choose to, you know, be in my cave and just don't bother yeah. me. Like, let me be the hermit and be, let me be alone. But I feel like that I'm afraid to show that part of myself, you know, that I'm also an activist. I also have feelings. I also have an opinion. And this is mm. the first time I say it aloud, how I actually feel about this topics, because it's like, no, when are we going to stop? When are we going to realize we're literally killing one another? You are me and I am you. When yeah. Are we going to tap into that Christ consciousness? When is it going to happen? So it's beautiful that the great awakening is happening. This must happen, you know, in order to see the rainbow, we must go through the storm and Mm -hmm. um, shit's falling apart. It's falling apart really hard. And uh, it's really needed for leaders like us and Mm -hmm. social media is going to collapse and it's, uh, it's a whole new future coming. Don't know what that is. 
but yeah. I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally feel. And I totally agree. I, I can see the collapse of social media coming. So I feel like it's definitely time to pivot and change within our own businesses so that we can continue to grow on the other side of whatever that might look like. Um, this has been an amazing conversation. I love chatting with you because I just know that both of us are on this, like such a similar soul path. Do you, is there anything right now on your heart that you feel like you'd like to share before we wrap things up? It's going to sound really cliche right now, but just trust. Mm. I am going to say trust and connect with higher power. And especially when an obstacle is being presented, you're going through a dark night of the soul or you're feeling the pain of the world, lean to faith, lean to love, because that's the answer. Really check in with yourself and ask yourself, how can you be for creative service? How can you show up as your best self so you can help the one next to you? It's no more attacking one another. It's no more pointing the finger. It's looking into someone else's eye and see the same essence that lives inside of them is inside of you. And just lean with lead with love and compassion because that's the only way we're going to heal our planet and trust that everything that is happening to you, it is happening for a reason. Thank the universe that is presenting this opportunity for growth and get yourself out of the fucking way and let the universe guide you. I promise you that a rock bottom is literally a celebration to your own growth. And don't ever doubt that you're on the wrong path. You're here for a reason. Whoever needs to hear this, I literally, you got this. You're not alone. It's all happening for a reason. Mm. My God, that was a fucking, that was amazing. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so how can everyone connect with you? Yes. So even though I just was talking shit about social media, you can still, <laughs> <laughs> you can still find me there. Um, <laughs> so you can find me at, I am Andrea Gabriela. Um, um, you can also find me on my podcast, which is called the awakened millennial, uh, my website. It is my, my first name and middle name, andreagorilla.com. It's been rebranded just because I'm doing a lot of things with interior design shifting into that side of the business, but you can, you know, you can work with me with Reiki past life, Reiki home, interior design consultation. I have courses coming up. I have eBooks coming up and if you just want to chat and just want to get a sense of your home and all of that stuff, you can just DM me. I'm there to just respond, be your friend, literally. And yeah, I feel like that's pretty much how you can just connect with me. Mm, amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been an amazing conversation. I love our chats. I'm sure that I'm going to have you on the podcast again because um, I feel like we could just talk all day about all things spirituality. So I want to thank you again. Um, and I'll put all the details so you guys can connect with Andrea below. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This has been a pleasure. Look, I got to be honest. I swear Andrea and I could talk for hours 
once we get going. I love this these conversations with her. And, and like she said um, in this interview, like we definitely feel like we are part of a soul family. It's how we've been able to connect online. It's, you know, we have so much in common. And, when, and you know, as I said as well, like we really do have this such a similar purpose in life, which is really just to help the collective consciousness raise, to raise the vibes, to help other incredible souls through their spiritual awakenings so that, you know, we can help along the great awakening. Something we're both super, super passionate about, but we're doing it from like two totally different spaces, which is also so incredible. If you have resonated with anything in this episode or have any questions, please reach out to myself or Andrea on via Instagram. Um, I know I personally, and, and same with Andrea, like we just, we love talking to people. We love helping people. And so if there's anything that you want to delve into deeper, definitely reach out. If you are interested in learning anything about tarot, human design, astrology, you are going through your spiritual awakening and feel like you need some assistance. I'm your girl. There are still spaces available in my soul study course. So this is the six month mentorship where I take my clients through their spiritual awakening. I take you through the mind, uh, get, you know, let's identify those layers of your ego that are holding you back. Just like Andrea was talking about, let's start actually getting some perspective on who you are rather than continuing to go through this autopilot life. Okay. And let's teach you some powerful modalities like tarot, astrology, and human design so that you can understand yourself on a soul level. And guys, I'm not even exaggerating when I say that this shit is powerful. It is powerful stuff to know, to help you understand your true authentic self. And that, that is my purpose, helping you understand your true authentic self. So there'll be links below for that. I hope you have an incredible day and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you, beautiful soul, for listening to another episode of Inspired by Cass. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a rate and review. And if you're not already, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of my juicy episodes. As always, I love you so fucking much. But most importantly, I hope that you're loving yourself too. Bye.